welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, you are Mountain Man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey everybody, today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 4, entitled Watch the Thrones. So spoilers, and also watch Game of Thrones. Even if it's not as good as it once was, it's still worth watching. Don't Why you are we plugging Game a show Thrones? that really doesn't need help? <laughs> I don't know. That's all <laughs> I can think of from this title. Um, yeah, so a couple of quick little housekeeping things I feel like we can just get out of the way. Uh, no City of Light and no Raven. How do you feel about either, like, both of these things? Um, still, uh, same opinion as last week of why I'm glad there's no City of Light, mm. um, which is that there's a lot that's happening without that. Yeah. And also, I like the fact that it gives us time, or gives Jaha and Murphy, all the characters in that storyline, gives them time to move around and put some distance and therefore have their own off-screen developments that yeah, yeah. make sense. Um... Raven makes no sense. Yeah, it was... I understand that they can't have everybody in every episode, but the fact that she wasn't even in the... Me- they should have had, like, a scene of her in the medical bay when they were in the medical bay. Right, of, like, Abby checking yeah. on her or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. It was very odd. Yeah. Um, and I honestly... Probably some of the stuff is budget stuff in addition to pacing stuff. You can't have everybody in every episode because that costs extra money. That's um, true. That's true. So, I don't know, but, um... I, this I do, was clearly an expensive episode. Yeah. I do want to talk about City of Light, um, because I, I mean, I have similar feelings to last week in that, like, you know, I've said to you people who listen to the podcast know it's not my favorite storyline out there, so I'm not, like, missing it, but having it gone for two episodes only makes my feelings worse about this, about this plot, because now it's like, not only is it not my favorite plot, but it also seems like not necessary or irrelevant, or just so not like the driving force of the season. Um, and okay. so, I, some stuff I want to say about this episode is, like, emotionally, absolutely loved it, and like, it was a ride, and it was great, and I think there's a lot of stuff... I do think now that I've had time to, like, sort of calm down mm-hmm. and examine it more... Um, there are some issues or maybe worry points that come from this episode, and some of the twists are cool twists, but it makes it so, like, we don't, I don't feel like we really know what we're doing with the season as well, and, like, like when Nia, Nia or Naya, I can't, is it, I'm gonna say Nia, um, or else I say Naya, <laughs> um, when okay. Naya was rising as the, as the antagonist, I felt like we were laying out a clear plan for the season mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like derailed which is cool in some ways but also just kind of like well they just doing stuff uh how did you feel with the episode um the episode first and foremost the episode gave me true chills yeah yeah and i'll talk about the moment that took my breath away when we get there mm. but that's kind of i i really love this episode yeah, i yeah. think it had some incredibly strong performances Mm. Uh, really loved character development in between their interactions with each other, seeing new levels of interaction. Yeah. And I, now that you mention it, it definitely, I didn't think so much about the consequences. Of what happened. You were just thinking about what happened. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Definitely an interesting it leaves us at an interesting spot. Yeah, it does. I wasn't expecting Nia to or Naya yeah. to <laughs> be killed this episode. Yeah. Um 
it really we made some predictions last week. Some of our predictions from last yeah. week came true. Pike, yeah, Pike. Nightbloods. Yeah. I call that one yeah. for myself. Um, <laughs> well, I should say Pike being the cancellor, we should be specific in case and, people are new. Right, and yeah. Nightbloods being the pool from within yeah. the, uh, the Heda yeah. is chosen, so haha. <laughs> um, and you thought it would be boring. That was, like, super not boring. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, we made other predictions, such as seeing more uh, Lexa and Naya interactions mm. of flashbacks between. I still Rome. think we could get we could flashbacks. get them, but I just thought that they would occur before she died. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. definitely with the ambassadors, them showing their uh, showing their like s- lack of support yeah, for uh, yeah. Lexa was like so rapidly. Right, a turnaround. You asked me just last week, like, were those the ambassadors? I yeah. Like, those were. Okay, this is going to have some subterfuge. And then immediately one of the first scenes is, hey, no. Yeah. They stand up and reject her yeah. immediately. Seriously, yeah. That, that, was, was, that was unexpected to me. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So I, I there were a lot of uh, surprises here. I was really scared for Lex. I really... I will say that I think part of it was that I had heard, even from Jason Rothenberg, that's his name, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the showrunner was was really angry that people were leaking major things, and everybody was talking about spoilers ahead of time this week. How did people know? Where um, did, it, did the episode leak? So, the, the media got the first four episodes months ago. Like, critics? Yeah. And, um, so I'm pretty sure critics. I think that list was a little too long. That's <laughs> list of people who could get the get them. And, mm. uh, so critics leaked it. And so there's a lot of information out. And, uh, so because everybody was all buzz and freaking out about stuff, I thought Lexa was gonna die. Mm. Um, and so this is, yet again, a week where I'm freaking out about Lexa. Yeah, you were <laughs> really, I, we talked, obviously, yeah. a lot over this week, and you were like, oh my god, Lexa, she's doomed she's a goner i'm so worried um i I, was worried not as i got less worried as the episode went on because there were a few points where i was like okay they would have done more here before she died like Mm. but i was really like i don't know what's gonna go happen with this and also like i even beyond this the lexa stuff i was freaking out and emotionally attached to a lot of things like i thought monty might die in the jasper scene i thought jasper might like freak out and accidentally kill him or purposely kill him i'm so glad that didn't happen i thought indra might get killed and that still could happen with them going after the 300 warriors so there's a lot to freak out about and it really does show me that there's no other show on TV right now where I'm as emotionally invested in each of these people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what's really great about it. And people, you know, it deserves more credit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely does deserve more credit. Uh, I just, you know, I think that I'm not expecting episodes to be so packed as you are. I'm like, oh, yeah. there only so <laughs> much can happen in an episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this episode had a lot. That's why I was like, we're not going to see Indra. That's yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Monty dying didn't even cross my mind. Mm. Like, that would have been... There's still so much... I think my logical brain would probably agree with you, but yeah. while I'm in the middle of walking and I'm not logical... <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Though at least I, at least we guessed uh, that Pike, yeah, the, the Pike... Yeah, that was like thing. the most obvious. Mm. I, I feel proud, though, that I... Figured no. it out when it, as soon as he entered the Definitely. Yeah. You had that called yeah. way early, yeah. and that was a really good call. Yeah. Um, very logical. Yeah. Look at you thinking. 
Proud of you. <laughs> All right, shall we get to the chronological discussion points? Absolutely. All right, so we open up in that uh, sort of throne room area, and Naya is in chains, and she's on trial. Uh, so it's a big change from last week, where you know she was sort of off and maybe in plotting in the shadows, but now you know she she cops to I'm the one who did Mount Weather, I'm the one who killed all these people. Yeah, she takes credit for the Mount Weather explosion, but mm. it's also just why I, I was so surprised that she would be with, like she would be captured. Yeah. at this point. Because the last thing we saw, literally the last episode, it closes with her standing in front of other people, show the reveal of who she is and how powerful she is, and all her influence, and boom, this episode opens up with her being dragged in and put on her knees in front of Lexa. I was not that surprised, personally, because I I thought it was pretty clear that this was all her plan from the, you know, like she had planned to get captured sort of thing. I mean, she turned uh, herself in. Yeah, basically. exactly. Exactly. Yes, but the whole thing is right from the get-go, I was so shocked that there was this accelerated yeah. timeline. Yeah. I didn't think that her story, and obviously we knew how accelerated it was by the end of the episode, yeah, but yeah. just the point is that they really, I mean, there has to be more to this arc, you'd yeah. think, but just on paper, what we've seen, well, it that looks was... like it's... That was why what I, I I thought that was, was more of this arc was I thought Lexa was going to die this episode, and mm-hmm. that was how we were going to see a lot more of Nia. But, man, I, we, I'm i sorry we don't know Nia or Nia. <laughs> I keep switching <laughs> back and forth. I'm going to stick with Nia, even if it's wrong. Yes, um, me too. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was just, this was my first clue that all of my expectations, well, not all of them, but some of my expectations need to fly out the window. Yeah. Like the guy they kicked out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the whole thing here is that they're, they're saying the punishment is death, but she calls for a vote of no confidence, you know, sort of like impeaching Lexa. Um, and it's like a legal thing. And the only way that, you know, that this can work is if all the ambassadors, you know, have a unanimous vote to get rid of her. Um, but Clark is now one of the people. And, uh, you know, even if they don't recognize her lawfully, she has a vote and she's not going to join in. Um, so I think it's interesting what I thought was kind of confusing here, or maybe just didn't make a lot of sense, was um, that they said, they said like, oh, you guys, you know, we're, you failed in your impeachment, so you guys are all part of this coup and we're going to kill all of you. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a lawful thing that you're, oh, it's okay to try to do that, then how is it a coup, you know? <laughs> like, even if you I don't, don't all I think agree- it is lawful. No, but they're saying, they're saying it. Oh, it, oh. The, the, well, Nick, I mean, it's the thing of like, you are clearly deranged yeah. or... There has to be a removal system just Yeah, I don't, case, I don't know. I just think but... it's, if, if like, what, if 12 of your people um, agree on this and it's a lawful thing that you can do a vote of no confidence, mm-hmm. then what it, what are they being charged with? Maybe, maybe they're being charged with the same, they're in, in cahoots with Naya. Yeah, who, it's, okay, it's so they're being charged plot, yeah. with Mount Weather. Yeah. Okay, that I thought they were being charged with a coup, which I think didn't really make any sense to me, but... Well, now that you put it, I mean, it could... I think it's plotting a mutiny is different mm. from, like, one person saying, I don't have confidence in you, and then yeah. it coming out that everyone yeah. Yeah. agrees. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit different than them being like, no, we want to have a plotted replacement, and we will give someone else the power 
Yeah. You know, because the whole point is for Naya that she would, even with a new commander, she would hold more power than ever before. Yeah, yeah. It's not, which is something I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, she'll be the new commander. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't the case. It was like, no, our people will have better standing than they ever had before. Our clan will be the top clan. Yeah. It won't be tree crew. Yeah. It'll be Asgeta. So, yeah. so that's what she was trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and the other clans were willing to let her. Because, and so this is again an episode where I, I just really wish someone had just said, you didn't fulfill blood must have blood. Because I really do think that, like, it's all, like, again, hinting at that, that, that the main thing is she, the, the main thing is that she doesn't have strength in their eyes because she sided with Mount Weather and let she it go. She being Lexa. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but what they were actually saying, or they actually say is, oh, because of Juan Hada that you've lost face or whatever. I think it could be more than just that Juan Hada. I think mm-hmm. it should be that you didn't fulfill our creed, you know, yeah. that you gave up. I, that, I mean, I think it's hinted at, but I feel... Weird that it was never it's not ex- fully addressed. It's not explicit when yeah. it comes to Lexa. It was brought mm. up by Naya to Clark. Mm. But it wasn't... Not really. Don't you want... Revenge. revenge. Yeah, but that's not... That's the... what blood must have blood Yeah, but, but well, they're bringing up the concept of blood must have blood, but they don't bring up the fact that she didn't fulfill it. You know? That's true. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I, do... mean, I have the same issue yeah. as you of... This was such a big deal yeah. last season. Blood must well, have blood. Well, and I think it's even a big deal in this episode because she says when she kills Naya, blood must have blood. So mm-hmm. she's bringing the idea back up. I just think it's uh, weird that nobody... Put it to her. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's, that's not, a, it's not like a huge issue. It's just something I wanted to mention. It just feels like a thematic gap. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about that a little bit yeah. last week, and I, I agree that... We were like, oh, they'll bring it up later. It'll yeah, be. I feel like the time saving. came. And the time came and they yeah. missed out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the whole thing here, though, is that like they're going to try to kill all these ambassadors and put them to death, but they can't really do that because their armies will retaliate. Like they can't. So what are they going to do? Uh, Naya challenges uh, Alexa to like a combat. Uh, did they have single like, combat? Sing, yeah, one on one combat, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so Naya has Roan as her champion, and. Um, Lexa has to prove her own strength yeah, and be, be her own champion. Yeah, that's what it's all herself. about, is her, qu- her strength is in question. Yeah. 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 Rome did not look pleased. No. <laughs> it's uh, mother. Oh, God. <laughs> Angsty teenager. <laughs> I, I mean, I almost wonder if they, part of the, I mean, I know that they called it Watch the Thrones because of it's an album, but I almost wonder if they're kind of acknowledging the thrones and how much this is like the trial by combat from last season. Was it last season? It was two seasons ago. It was two seasons ago. In Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it's... I mean, it's very similar. It Champions is, that's, fighting. Uh, that's and, true. I mean, these yeah. aren't unique yeah. concepts Definitely in not. Yeah. fantasy or yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. But uh, there are also multiple thrones to watch yeah. <laughs> in this. But yeah, yeah, I think it's primarily referencing the Jay-Z Kanye yeah. album. Yeah. All right, so now they're having sort of a meeting uh, with the Chancellor. You have Kane and Pike and everybody and Abby. I keep Abby seems like so inconsequential at this point. But. She's like, you're talking to the next Chancellor. Like she's not even in it anymore. Yeah. She doesn't want it. Yep. She's like, oh, fine, I'll <laughs> say a few official things. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing is, you know, Pike's being Pike. He wants to retaliate for Mount Weather. Um, he's talking about how half his people are dead. Half of his surviving yeah. people, which are a fourth or something of the original people. It's just yeah. like, my God. He's, yeah. his people have suffered so much. We, 
it's very easy to distance ourselves from that because we didn't see it. Whereas yeah. we've seen the Arcadian or Camp Jaha, and yeah. I don't know how to diversify the groups in yeah. this case. Everybody else, we've followed their journey and we've seen what difficulties they've gone through. Yeah. I let's talk about Pike just generally for a second here. Okay. How are you feeling about Pike? He. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I you know. how am I supposed to feel about him? I think yeah. he's supposed to be set up as a bit of a villain in some ways. Definitely an antagonist. An, anta- okay, yes, thank yes. you. That's a better yeah better word I was looking for. He's he's definitely an antagonist, but I can't blame him for feeling the way he feels or yeah. doing what he does. Just like I can't really blame Lexa for leaving. Yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I I tweeted about this. I don't know how to feel about Pike because I think he is well-written, and I think he's well-acted, and I do understand his backstory and why he feels the way he does, but I'm annoyed by him. What? I, I, I don't... It, it, it's not like, like... And it's like, you know, when it's like a villainous or an antagonist character, you're not necessarily... You're supposed to, like, not like them, right? You're not supposed to, like, that's what the feeling is. You're supposed to not agree with him, sure. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed watching Cage. You know, like, I didn't like Cage, right. but I enjoyed walking Cage. Pike annoys me, and I, I think it's the, the, like, I understand him, but it's, he's so one-note, and it's, I feel like, like, it's a weird thing to say, but for something that just popped in my head was that if I was going to write fan fiction for this show, he would be by far the easiest character to write for, because it's literally just, I know exactly what he's going to say in any situation, because it's all about kill the grounders, kill the grounders, kill the grounders, and I'm just like, I don't... I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know? he's, he's offering the least amount of complexity yeah. out of all of these characters, yeah. and while it's logical and thought out and well, just as you said, well acted... Yeah. Uh, it's just not as, um... Nuanced, maybe? Yeah, it's not just not as nuanced, but it's there's not as much drive for us to try to understand him because yeah. he's so straightforward. Yeah, and I'm not saying there isn't any layers to him because, like, he is nice to some people. He is, like, what's not fight amongst each other, you know? Yeah. But it's just something... It's just... He's like a bulldog. Like, and it's just like, I don't know how to... Yeah, connect to that. He's just I'm not so... ready to cast him out as someone who won't be redeemed with... Like, I'm not... Sa- I don't know. I'm not willing to make any yeah. conclusions about his character or his story arc. Oh, I'm not making conclusions. No, no, I'm just I saying I, I don't enjoy watching. You're not enjoying yeah. it at this time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that while, for me, he's interesting enough... Yeah. I think he has the potential to be truly interesting yeah. and complex. And that's one of the reasons I'm still willing to watch his journey mm. and, like, take it at face value and not... I'm trying not to overthink it, because I do agree yeah. with you uh, overall. Um, because I think that he be could more. be... Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm confident that they will do more with him. Well, well, what would you say to the people that... I've been seeing a lot of people saying that, that, that they don't like him because it seems like a rehash of season one. We've already done the we hate grounders thing. And that just keeps seeing that come up as a criticism. And I don't... I think I understand why people feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's my issue because I don't think we ever really got this. You know, like, we didn't get it... We got we hate grounders in season one. 
when it seems like it made sense to hate the grounders. Exactly. You know, like, this yeah. is different when it's like, we care about the grounders and we don't want them killed. We don't want Indra to die. Right. You know, I think it is something new. It is, because uh, we know that they are not... Back then, we could say, with the exception of Lincoln, but yeah. we didn't always know about Lincoln or yeah. everything. Um, we could say, like... More definitively, it's a black and white situation, us versus them. Yeah. Whereas now, we live much more in the gray of there are true allies that we have. Yeah. Among the grounders. We can benefit from working together. We have the technology. We have the development. They have the know-how. They have the systems set up between each other, infrastructure, we can work together, but at the end of the day, they are still brutal, and there's that cultural yeah. divide yeah. between them, between the uh, Sky Crew yeah. and the Grounders. And we have people now who haven't had the chance to experience the Grey. Yeah. So w- there's the intermediary of the Sky Crew within, like, Farm Station, mm. It's just, I, I think it's a lot more than yeah. that, but I can't, I can't yeah. understand. All right. Well, moving on a little bit. We, I mean, he, he's mad because Abby and Kane are letting the grounders police themselves rather than trying to retaliate. Um, he's, they're, they're just saying, you know, we'll let Lexa punish the Ice Nation, you know. And Kane's biggest thing was we were collateral damage in somebody else's war, that it was between Lexa and, and Naya. It's not about us. Um, you know... I think that's an interesting thing because it's true, but that is one of the lines where I was like, I don't know if I agree with you, Kane. But like, yeah, just you can't just be okay with being collateral. See, that's the thing. (laughs) It felt very, it felt very like, oh well. Yeah, I can't understand why they're they don't want to fight anymore and why they're sick of fighting and they just want to get on with their lives as part of the alliance. But but that's not the situation, Kane. Like you have to, yeah, show that you're willing to fight for your survival. Yeah. Yeah, so there was complexity here, which I, I didn't. I did like. Mm-hmm. I also really liked the scene that that came up next was Bellamy and Kane talking with each other. I thought it was one of their better scenes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bell wants to quit the guard, and he blames himself for Mount Weather and everybody dying. And um, you know, he he the Ice Nation weren't the people who told Gina to stay there. It was him. Oh, when he gets all choked up after that, yeah. I, I could feel my heart breaking a yeah. bit for him. Yeah, and I think Kane is great here too, trying to help him, but it's just not working. I um I don't want to drive too far down the future of the Bell rabbit hole. Okay. But as far as this scene, I was very happy because I was like, okay, they're handling his grief well, mm-hmm. and it feel it felt like the first great Bellamy scene since season one, in my opinion. I agree. I was actually thinking the same thing when yeah. I was watching that, where I was like, this is the Bellamy who. He's a ball of grief yeah. and fury and, like, blame and guilt yeah. and mostly guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, like, this is the character. Not to get super nerdy, but he would be a Sith if he was in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> that's, ve- that's nice, Dan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing is, like, I, while I don't need Bellamy to be tortured to be a successful character. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I need him to face conflict. Yeah, yeah. Like, true um, questioning. Per- personal conflict. Per- per- yeah. Yes, yeah. That doesn't mean being tortured. It means, yeah. like, facing something and yeah. having something of consequence to decide. And this is the first episode, truly, where he, as a person, had 
that conflict yeah. since season one. Yeah. So I'm, I agree completely. And yeah. from this scene, I could tell that's what this episode would offer us. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to where it all led and people's disagreements and things like that in a bit. But, um, oh boy. <laughs> but Jasper, we go to Jasper and he, he thinks it's a little late for a Mount Weather Memorial, which I thought was, was a worthwhile yeah, sentiment. Yeah. That, that's, Gotta need some aloe for that burn. Right there. <laughs> uh, and then we have Nyko bringing in sick grounders to get help from Abby, which I thought was an interesting turn. Also, an interesting thing that we didn't really get follow up on this part of the storyline later in the episode. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll happen next week. Uh, but, you know, the guards are sort of treating them badly and they call Octavia, yo, you're one of them, which obviously is important. Yeah. Yeah. You take them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then, if yes. looks could, can I just say, if looks could kill? Yeah. Octavia would have murdered a bunch of Arcadians in that scene. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, so Jasper sneaks out and Monty goes with him. And then we get over to the Nightbloods, um, which, you know, we talked a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, they're being taught again by Alexa, talking about, talking about wisdom, compassion, and strength are the main tenets of being a commander. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you what? Yes, being teaching them how to be commander. Yes, yes, I'm yes. just doing a little hair flip because this is a... <laughs> Audio <laughs> form of entertainment, so for our listeners to know. Woo woo, gold. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we continued back and forth with, you know, Titus and Lexa and Clark about, like, should she go off and do this battle? Does, could she pick somebody else? Clark doesn't want her to do it. Um, but, you know, her strength is in question, and uh, she has to do it. And uh, so then she introduced Clark to Aiden, Um and, you know, she's saying, you know, he'll be the commander after I die. And, you know, don't worry about your people because, you know, he knows that, like, to protect your people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clark's like, I don't, like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I love you. Uh, uh, she does not <laughs> say that. Um, she doesn't trust the child to be able to fulfill what Lexa no. has already put into motion. Yeah. The subtext is, I don't want you to die because I love you and I want us to make out. Exactly. That's the subtext. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Cl- Clark's basically like, you can't stand, you don't stand a chance against Roan, like, he's a total badass, and uh, Lex is just like, yeah, well, if I die, my spirit will go somewhere else, what's he gonna do about it's it? It's gonna go into, he's the most likely one, he's fine, I just trained him for, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh, um, I do have to say, I really liked Clark admitting, you know praising Roan. Yeah, yeah. Being like, he is a badass. Yeah. I've seen him. I'm a badass, and if I think he's a exactly. badass, exactly. he's a badass. I don't know. I like the... I always like the interactions between Clark and Roan. Yeah. So... Speaking of which, I like I, I've seen a couple people being like, I kind of sort of sideship Clark and Roan for like one, a one-night stand at some point down the line. I've seen a couple of people saying that. For me, it's more of a like, I want to see them plotting more together. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't like need that. I, I don't even care no. about Roan. So I'm like... One Heda yeah. and the king need yeah. to get some shit done. Like, <laughs> I I agree, but I also I also can understand why people are thinking that. Yeah, ship, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're very except cool. he's like thirty five. <laughs> yeah, what does age matter when you're the commander of death? <laughs> she has. If you add all together the years of the lives that she took, <laughs> she's older than anyone. <laughs> so Naya is talking to Rome. <laughs> 
basically being like, you know, I'll... So here's the thing. We finally get the uh, reveal or the confirmation that mm-hmm. Naya was the one who did the banishing, not Lexa. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just confused. I feel like I need to rewatch the original scene where Lexa shows up two episodes ago or whatever. Like, why she yeah. is able to lift the banishment that... I guess because she's in, in charge of everybody. But is the one who banished him, and yeah. if he's not accepted by his by Asgera, like, what does yeah. Alexa have to say about making that decision? Yeah, it's a little confusing. I'm still a bit, I'll be honest, I'm still a bit confused by this. But at least we know that it was Naya that did it, which mm-hmm. is why I feel like we have to get either flashbacks or something, because we still need to know why he was banished in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are theorizing that maybe there is some connection, she tried to protect Kostia or something like that. I'm still, yeah. I still think that, I I think you brought it up last week, that Kostia has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, and he's saying, you know, stop trying to act like you care about me, you know, and she's like, yeah, well, everything I do is for Asgera, and, but what's good for Asgera is good for you, so just do it. Yeah. Punk. Mommy issues. <laughs> Always helpful. Yeah. Always helpful in, like, moral dilemmas. <laughs> so, Clark peers from the shadows. That was, that was cool. Yeah, that was a cool little moment. I liked that. Um, and she's trying to get Roan uh, to kill Naya and become king, and he's like, well, I can't do that because, like... They won't accept me. Yeah, but he's like, but I can help you kill my mommy. <laughs> Please never say that again. <laughs> Oh, Will man. you kill my mommy? <laughs> that was a very paraphrased Doctor Who <laughs> reference right there. Can you kill my mommy? <laughs> uh, so then we go over the, to the memorial. And like, unless you have anything else you want to say about that. Uh, no, just, I like the scene visually yeah, a yeah. lot. And I like that they were... It was like polis, like the ground level. Mm, and yeah. that, that weirdness of like, they're just kind of letting... Yeah. Their prisoners get unhandcuffed and now practice yeah. with weapons. And, okay, yeah. why not? They're just civilians walking around. There's not even a training yeah. arena. But now he can meet with Clark, so yeah. whatever, it's fine. I do really like the set of the like the ground level of Polis and yeah. the marketplace area and all that stuff. Yeah, it's so it's a, cool a little confusing on yeah. a on logical. a concept level, yeah, on a logical level, but visually I liked it. Yeah, totally agree. So, so yeah, the memorial. Yeah, so Pike's giving a speech about the dead people, and Bellamy comes and he leaves an Iliad, the, the Iliad for Gina, um, has Aww. a nice little thing too. You know, good. They handled his grieving with Gina pretty well, I Absolutely. Think. We were a little worried yeah. about that last week because of, he finds out, and, but then he's talking to Clark and about trying to get Clark home yeah. again, and it's like, okay, okay, but your girlfriend's dead, man. Now <laughs> here, it was like, yeah, your girlfriend's dead, man, and you feel it. Yeah. Uh, I do... I do kind of wish we had seen a little bit more of in of uh, Gina and Bellamy before she died. I do too, but this, yeah. retroactively good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then the guards come in and say that there's a, an army outside, and it's the peacekeeping force that Lexa told. Uh, oh, I, I skipped that part. Actually. Well. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> as right in that yeah. scene where last Clark and Lexa spoke, that she sent Indra. To create a peacekeeping force mm-hmm. to protect them from the Ice Nation. Any other attacks yeah. from other armies. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, so... But it looks like they're... It, but it looks like Arcadia is about to be invaded by yeah. the Grounders, which is unnerving, clearly. Yeah. And so Pike's like, you know, like, if they're here to protect us, should I tell them to go home? We can defend ourselves. And uh, then this guy hurls, like, a... What was it, like? A, a rock. A rock, it yeah. It was a huge-ass rock. Yeah. 
at at Lincoln. At Lincoln, uh, Lincoln gets pretty damn hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, That's some concussive force right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do, I do like, this is a good moment, I think, for Pike, of a Pike ending a riot before it happens. Yes. And being like, we don't attack each other. Yeah, and he um, includes Lincoln as... Yeah, I thought that, see, that was a nice letter. That was surprising, yeah. and I liked it. Unfortunately, it won't probably last long. Right, but <laughs> for the time being... I'm cool with it. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Um, it, it's it's an, that layer to Pike that we were talking about, no. where he's truly, it's not, and while, yes, he doesn't trust the grounders, Lincoln has proven himself yeah. enough to him that he may seem other, but he is one of us. Yeah. Um, and I, I like this little small moment of Lincoln being hurt and, yeah. you know, talking to himself, get knocked down, get back up. Um, good, was, good little moment. Because, you know, Lincoln hasn't had... He's had so many, been pulled in so many different directions this season. Yeah. But, like, this is who he is. He is still the man who gets back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Jasper and Mountie are going over to the ruins of Mount Weather. Jasper's super drunk, ends up passing out. And Monty finds uh, ashes. We don't know really everything about it right at this point in the tooth. Um, I didn't know. I was, like tweeting and then like i looked up and i was like what is he doing i just so i didn't know what this was at all the first time i didn't want to rewind because i was like i want to stay live while i'm tweeting uh-huh. i was like i have no idea what he found so i was glad they explained it nicely i later. mean i think i don't know how many i also was like those are clearly ashes yeah whose ashes are yeah they? i didn't know yeah. that i couldn't i had no yeah. idea until they explained it yeah um, and so we go back, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, you won't press characters on the guy, uh, Octavia, you know, wants to leave, go back to Indra's, we get it revealed that the kill order has been lifted, mm-hmm. which I'm a little surprised by. Uh, um, I mean, it makes sense as yeah, far as Lex's that's part motivations. Of the yeah. I'm just a little surprised because it was like a point of drama and conflict that he just kind of glossed over now and let go. But... I like that Lincoln wants to stay anyway uh, to make sure that they realize that not all the grounders are the like. And I think that they're, they're building up this arc with Lincoln and Octavia really well and her getting upset and sort of just leaving after that, yeah. I thought worked really well. See, I don't think it's so much glossed over as it forced Lincoln's hand several times, mm. but now it's been played out as much as it can yeah. be. And now we need him again to be interacting with other people yeah. outside of... Yeah. Arcadia. Yeah, and I guess the more I think about it, I think it was a smart choice because now it, it, it ups the ante between his conflict with Octavia that now he's choosing to stay here. Before he was stuck here and he mm-hmm. was unhappy and he was trying to make the best of it, now he's choosing to stay here. Yes. Um, which I think is a nice little evolution. I think that's this, a better yeah. representation at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have a Clark Nia scene, which I thought was going to be the first of many. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> I thought you know this is the first. This is the meeting of the protagonist and the antagonist. I thought, but no. See, um, I would just call Nia a street villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a villain. Yeah, she does everything for Asgeta. Come on. Screw Asgeta. <laughs> Tree crew all the way. <laughs> Um, so I thought this was a pretty, a pretty well done fake out here as far as trying to make us somewhat understand why Clark might actually be doing this alliance, mm-hmm. you know, saying, you know, you know, make the vote unanimous. Um, I'll be your ally. It, it would save Lex's life. So like you could almost see Clark actually doing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still saw the, the blood thing coming, that's poison and everything Yeah, coming, I mean, but that's the still... thing. I was like, how is this going to turn into an assassination yeah, attempt? Yeah, yeah. But I still thought it was it was pretty solid 
reasoning they were giving there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where I was almost like, well, why not actually just do this, Clark? Because you would say he would save Lexa, but... Uh, would she, though? <laughs> it, it puts... Yeah. It hurts Lexa as a person. Yeah. Even if it leaves her alive. Yeah. Um, so then we get the reveal of this, this Nightblood girl who, um, works for Naya and she stops Clark from poisoning her. She smells the poison yeah. on her shirt. <laughs> and then we get this freaking freaky ass oh, scene. Oh, that was so... Pouring dark blood on the Clark's face. Oh. That's upsetting. See, for me, I, I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but like, hand cutting yeah. is one of my like, most like cringy yeah. things like i'm not grossed out by blood i've worked in an operating room mm. uh for m- several months i've seen some nasty things yeah whatever but the hand cutting mm. has always freaked me out it's yeah. like eye stuff and hand stuff and with the blood dripping almost into clark's eye yeah this congealed black yeah. blood freaked the crap out of me yeah Blech. No, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um that was, was that was a freaky scene. I liked that. That was good. But that's when I was like, night blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of the night. The blood of the night, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the whole idea here is that blood that color goes back to the first commander. So what like logically, what are we thinking? Like, are they supposed to be like ancestors? Of this person? I know that, like, in the culture, it's, like, a sign type mm-hmm. of thing, but, like, realistically, what are we digging? It's a mutation yeah. of some kind, thanks yeah. to nuclear fallout, yeah. is my estimation. <laughs> yeah. But they turned it into a, a ritual, yeah, thing. a ritual for choosing a commander. Yeah. What I wonder is what happens to the other Nightbloods that aren't, like, inhabited by the spirit of the commander. Also, how do they, how do they figure out which one has the commander's spirit? That's a good question. Do they all fight to the death and whoever lives is the one with the spear? <laughs> I don't know, but I... I don't know how you feel about this, Stan, but mm. I do not think that Lexa will make it through this season. Yeah. So, and I think they've spent enough time showing how the next Aiden. One picked. Yeah. His name was Aiden, right? Yeah, Aiden. Yeah, the little blonde boy. Yeah. Um, the little blonde nightblood, excuse me, <laughs> that we will see somehow... A visual representation. Although now the tension will be, will it be Aiden or will it be the Asgeta Nightblood? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would would think it was more likely, honestly, that we'd get the Asgeta Nightblood than we'd get Aiden. But... I think there will be some kind of conflict that will visually um, uh, resolve that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I choose to believe that Lexa will live forever. And That's be very so sweet. happy and be eaten by zombies. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong show. Um, yeah. So yeah, we don't. We, the one piece of the puzzle that we don't know still is how how they figure out which of them, which of the possible, which of the potentials actually is the one who rises up. I think by the end of this season, yeah, we'll know. Yeah. We'll see it. Well, I'm also thinking about so the fact that Lexa was the youngest ever before. How does that? How long has she been commander? Or well, so is it, is it usually that means that commanders usually live longer, probably, mm-hmm. um, than than the, her predecessor did. Mm-hmm. And the other question is, what does a commander even mean prior to Lexa? When if Lexa's the one who united the twelve clans, then what was the commander before Lexa? 
she well, she was the head of like four of the clans, and like she got the other clan. Like she's probably just the head of the tree crew. Oh, I don't well, that's know. just Indra. Mm. I think, yeah. Well, I I still see her as like a general, and yeah, like it kind of. I I kind of think it might have been a mistake to say she that she united, united them, them, yeah, because it. It makes it seem like all like because when we everything we're seeing from them makes it seem like there's this rich history and backstory and this has gone on forever and ever or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact like she could have done something else that was really important that made her special or just been the youngest and been good or something. Yeah. Um, because the fact that she kind of apparently started everything not that long ago is a little bit strange. It doesn't really seem the way I've kind of understood it is in the past without really thinking about it, is they've always kind of worked together. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't war between the clans, even with them being united. So maybe there was, like, a big war, and she reunited them after years of separation or something like that. Because I remember Indra saying, like, oh, they attacked my village, like, in relation to Asgard. Like, they've attacked my village. I remember when we were at war with them, like, letting them into Ton DC, that's ridiculous, all of that, Mm. Um, back in season two. I don't know. I don't know if you're right about that, but... Well, like, (laughs) no, I'm, like, paraphrasing, but I remember her, like, with uh, Ice Nation people coming into Ton DC, Mm. her being like, we've faced off, we've fought them in the past. Yeah. And now we have to work together. Yeah, yeah. So, but we already know... That, but still, they are united. Yeah. We have been told that Lexa united them. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're on great terms with each other, but yeah. it means that they have this alliance. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, I think we will understand. I think they'll get into it more as we get more about what... The- we're going to get more about the Costia and the backstory, even if we don't get yeah. flashbacks. I mean, we're, we're gonna- still in Polis, yeah. and Clark is still an ambassador. Yeah. So I think there's still going to be political issues. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, but the big thing here is that Naya has a Nightblood, and she did not, like, let anybody know about it, because they're supposed to come to Polis and be trained by the commander, but she's keeping this one as, like, a surprise, I have a hidden Nightblood, so that Asgida can be in control of the head, yeah, basically. Yeah, like, she is Naya's pet, yeah. <laughs> and therefore her, like, leadership as commander will be Naya's leadership yeah. as commander. Yeah. And queen. Yeah. So, Clark's all upset, doesn't want Lexa to go through with it, won't like, be like, I won't watch you die. Um, so Lex is like, well, then this is goodbye. And so I was like, okay, Lexa can't die. This is not, this is not, <laughs> this the, is actu- not, goodbye. This is not the actual goodbye yeah. between Clark and Lexa. No, that would be lame as uh, well. Yeah, so... They wouldn't do that. I felt a little bit better at this point. I was like, okay. Oh, good. But I'm I also gonna... didn't want Roan to die, so I was worried about that, too. Um, <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> I worried like about Rome. everybody. I yeah, like me too. Rome. Pike can die. Um, so speaking of, <laughs> so Pike and Bellamy. You know, we talked. We actually, you know, we saw this coming last week too. That Pike and Bellamy would be connecting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, um, you know, he's Pike saying that Matt Weather is both of their faults. Yeah. Uh, he's not letting Bellamy take all of the blame. Yeah. But he's also not taking all of the blame. He's yeah. like, we both messed up. But also, they made us mess up. Yeah. So. We lost those lives because we trusted a grounder. And, uh, you know, I let my guard down and never again. And uh, so they need to take down... The, he, he thinks they need to take down the peacekeeping force. Uh, not going to just wait for them to attack first. And so he you know, he goes, we, they don't have any guns. All we need is ten men with automatic rifles. We can take them all out. I want you to get me the guns. So let's talk about this. I, 
So here's my issue. Yeah. Bellamy, while Bell, I understand why Bellamy wouldn't trust Lexa. Yeah. And wouldn't trust the grounders to like protect. Basically, what we're saying, like we're surprised that Kane would trust. Yeah. Uh, like Lexa and her forces to be able to protect Arcadia. Yeah. I understand why Bellamy wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. But that I just have a hard time believing that he would turn on like Indra and this peacekeeper or like. Um. Yeah. So so this is the big debate everybody's having. I, at minimum, I'll say this: it was too fast. Yeah. Um, this this plotline for Bellamy was rushed, and this was a big choice that was kind of in the. It, this wasn't the a plot of the episode, in my opinion. I, I still, I mean, maybe that's just my bias, but I felt like this the whole Pike thing was like it, bubbling up behind and setting up the next thing. Well, the a plot was let's deal with the Ice Nation, which has been the ongoing storyline, right? Here. So it was it was rushed. Um, I will say I still like it, and I still think it's better than just letting him do nothing for a season, basically. Bellamy? Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. no. I'd rather Bellamy do things. I just don't really know if I now, understand his train of thought. My gut reaction, my gut thought process was, shouldn't he know better by now the grounders aren't that bad, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really actually think about what he's experienced, like, he didn't have an experience with Anya the way Clark did. He, you know, his only real connection with Grounders were Lincoln, who was cast out and had a kill war on him, mm-hmm. and Echo, who totally betrayed him, right. and Lexa, who totally betrayed them, and yeah. they, so they had to commit genocide. Right. And so, yes, he knows Indra, but he didn't interact with Indra almost at all in season two, Right? As far as I remember, I barely anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know... Because she was still loyal to Lexi, Yeah, and so. she was the one who was pushing for Finn to die. Right. That um, is very true. Now, we see at the beginning of season three that, like, he knows Indra and they seem on go good enough terms, but we don't know how much they've actually interacted in those three months. Mm-hmm. That's the weird, debatable part. Right. But as far as I can tell, I feel like you can make an argument that he has never actually connected with a grounder. You know, the the weird issue here is that he feel like he would from Octavia he would maybe be a little bit more open to the grounders because of Octavia. Yeah. But he's in grief, and I I think people kind of are just like, well, yeah, whatever. He's in grief. That's not a good enough excuse. I think it's a kind of I think pretty it's a major excuse. excuse. Yeah. I think that Bellamy has had to strike out on his own away from people, much like Octavia. Yeah. So much like. He, going back to Octavia, he connects with her. Yeah. Not who, like, she, he doesn't follow her to the grounders. Yeah. And he will always choose her. Yeah. But that said, he's been hurt so many times by the grounders that I think that it is, it is rushed. I still believe it is Mm. skipping a step or two. Yeah. But it's not without reason and it's mm. not like beyond my realm of belief that he would want yeah sky crew to be independent yeah and not depending and on anyone it is lexa's peacekeeping force and of course why why on earth would he would he trust lexa yeah you know he hasn't interacted with with her the way that clark has if anything he wants like, to get clark out from yeah away from lexa's yeah. influence he doesn't i think we we saw enough from last week of Bellamy still doesn't trust Lexa. He wanted yeah. Clark to go. Yeah. He doesn't think that Lexa's capable of protecting them. Yeah. Now, I, I, do want, I don't want to make it seem like I think that... Like, I think he's making a bad choice here. <laughs> like, I clearly make, think he's making a bad choice mm-hmm. here, and I think that this is a 
a almost almost villainous turn here, but not a completely nonsensical one. Right. Um, and I do think I don't I don't believe that if he actually gets to the situation where they're going and shooting all the people that he'll actually do it. I don't think they'll yeah. do that. Some people I've seen some people say he's already worse than Finn because he knows they're a peacekeeping force and he's going after them anyway and arming these people against them anyway and Finn didn't really know and freaked out mm-hmm. and he's being premeditated. I don't I don't think so. I mean I don't know. I don't know what you how do you take that? I see it more as Bellamy's ready to declare war on their own and not wait for war to be declared on them. Yeah. Whereas Finn went, nobody was declaring, like, he alone declared, Yeah. like, he committed a massacre. That is different from a fighting force opposing another prepared fighting force. Especially after um, they just got... 49 their people killed yeah you know there's a lot of anger and resentment and fear yeah but it's in a an entirely different context than uh finn's yeah it is complicated and i can understand people thinking this is too much especially mm-hmm. because like we said i think the main thing here is it was too fast yeah i'm still standing um, by that yeah. i don't want to seem like i'm willing to forgive every mistake that bellamy ever makes yeah but the thing is that it's interesting when Bellamy makes yeah. mistakes and his thought process, and I'd rather just see where it yeah. goes and what what else he faces thanks to yeah. his new decisions. Now, do we want to get into my whole thoughts about his character in the past and the culling and all that stuff and how I think it fits in there? Or do we want to wait until maybe the end when we're through everything? Let's put that after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so, you definitely have some interesting thoughts about mm-hmm. that. All right. So... We have a trial by combat. Um, with much anticipated. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Clark finally came. Uh, Lex is happy that she came. Because she gets to watch murder. <laughs> uh, so then we have, we have this big fight between Lexa and Roan. So well choreographed. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. Really cool fight. Uh, really well shot. Uh, really brutal. Uh, you know, we have the slow-mo thing of, is she going to die? Is she going to die? So, like, she's... At this point, I was like, I was still freaked out, but I was like, he's probably not going to die. No, she's going to get up. But when she got up, I was like, it would be really brutal if they made us think that they got past the point where she was going to die and that she died anyway. That would really be (laughs) like the trial by combat in Game of Thrones, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That would be... Uh, I I couldn't go through that again. um, But... Yeah, so then I was like, okay, is she going to kill Roan? I really didn't see... I I was totally blindsided by Nia, by her killing Nia. Um, I was just like, but... But there's more. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I have to say, I don't think I blinked or breathed yeah. a single time. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember leaning in yeah. and just focusing so much. And with really, gra- breath, really great scene. Really great scene. Thing. And and just letting out like a gasp when yeah. Naya was speared through. Yeah. And I loved I mean, I, I mean, you talked about my issue earlier that Blood on Step Blood wasn't come, brought up earlier, mm-hmm. but it was the perfect thing to say then. It was. And I'm glad bring, it was yeah. at least brought up yeah. in those words because okay. that that is what makes me think this is why everybody's okay with this mm-hmm. because he's like she is reasserting her strength and saying you know yes okay i was wrong blood must have blood you can't just kill these 49 people i'm killing you for it right um and then king the king is is risen and she's proven that she's better than the king too mm-hmm. and i thought that was all really great she's bigger than all yeah. of them she is 
hit up. Yeah. Well, we do have some tweets about, like, was it too soon to kill Naya? I think while we wait well, till then. let's discuss it after, yeah. at that point. The one thing I do want to say is, the only thing budget-wise that I felt was a little lacking in this scene, which I, I do think the choreography was strong, I enjoyed watching it, I don't think the, um, the set was the best set for this scene. It was just, there uh, were surprisingly few viewers. Yeah, and just, it just felt like they're, like, in a marketplace, or, you know, just, like, on the streets. I mean, it's and, the same issue I yeah. have with, like, Roan training just randomly yeah. at the base of the tower. Like, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's an extension of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world. They it, have they have the budget they have. Yeah, and the focus of the scene was just the shining fight scene itself. Yeah. And yeah. that was great. Yeah. All right. So back to Arcadia or anything else? Uh, no. Let's, we'll right. shelve the rest of our discussion yeah. about Naya for later. Um, so Bellamy did, he went through with it, he got the guns, uh, and then guards are blocking the farm ten men going off to kill, and uh, I liked that, you know, Harper and Monroe are there, and, and Bellamy gets them to stand down, he's reasserting himself as, I was your leader, I steered you the right way, mm-hmm. trust that I'm doing right here. Which is why Pike still needs him. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something we brought up in the past, but, like, they need to work together because he is the old, Bellamy is the old guard. Yeah. He... Huh, old guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, he has people on his side that trust him, his own fighting force. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Lincoln won't back down, and he grabs one of the guys and holds him hostage, um, and it's getting really tense and crazy up in here. Uh, but then the rest of the guards come, and uh, Kane and Abby uh, end up arresting Pike in the 10, um, which I really wasn't expecting. I really thought... Um, I really thought they were going... I thought the episode was going to end with them actually massacring the Throne of People. I thought that was going to be, like, definitively, like, okay, we're past the Ice Nation thing. This is a problem, though. I don't... Um, But I think that the way they ended it was fine. Yeah. I don't Um, know if it'll be a... See, that's the thing. I don't think it'll be a straight massacre. I think it'll be a battle. I don't know. I mean, the way that they set it up, they made it sound like Pike was pretty confident they could do it. I mean... I mean, I think he thought they could decimate their forces. Yeah. I don't think he thought that they could utterly not have fight back from... Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was like, we have the guns. But mm. now that he's, like, formally... I mean, we'll get there, but when he formally declares war, I yeah. think they're going to have a lot more than ten people yeah. willing to fight oh, against forces. I, I think you're right. I think forces. you're right. Um, you know, so Pike ends up making Kane tell everybody about the branding... And that they are the thirteenth clan. I thought it was a little strange that Kane didn't hadn't already told everybody. Right? I thought yeah. that would just be like, okay, we are going to. Uh, it just feels like unnecessary secret keeping. Yeah. So okay. So this leads into the next thing, which is a lot of people's other huge criticism of this episode. Uh huh. Um, because then somebody's like, oh, Pike should be on the ballot tomorrow, and Bellamy's chanting Pike, 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 and is agreeing with, it's like totally siding with Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I, the big criticism that I saw people saying was, where did all the support for Pike come from? Why are people agreeing with him and not agreeing with Abby and Kane anymore? Why Why does Arcadia as a general force, especially they said it wasn't clo- a close election, why is Arcadia so strongly It was feel... a close election. No, he says it wasn't a close, it wasn't a close election. Oh, oh yeah. oops. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But, okay. either, but either way, why is Arcadia so strongly feel... Um, anti-grounder now. It, it, I mean, yes, Mount Weather, but, like, like, does it make sense to you? I think it does. You do? Okay. Yeah. What's your thought process? My thought process is they really haven't... The grounders haven't shown themselves to be anything but... And, like, it's us versus... I don't think it's just the grounders. I think the original Mount Weather people... Yeah. 
and now the grounders and now the, uh, yeah. you know, the explosion at Mount Weather this yeah. time. I think it's just a thing of the Arcadians have to stand out alone. Yeah. No, they cannot rely on anyone. They cannot trust anyone. Yeah. These grounders, they may say that they're our friends and allies, but they have undermined yeah. that every time. And I mean, it really is true that if you think about it, that it's all Lex's fault. Because why would why would a random Arcadian trust the grounders after you're our ally and you left us in the lurch? And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm forced yeah. so many terrible things to happen. And now we've actually lost our people. And another yeah. thing is that Pike alone led... Yes, they fought back as best they could against yeah. the grounders that were attacking and killing yeah. Farm Station. Yeah. And they survived as best they could. And as many people as Pike got out, yeah. it's amazing that he did that. And he led his people to be able to do that and stand up and fight. Yeah. And then, after all of that, they were killed because of a grounder yeah. attack. So I think it was a thing of, like, this man was strong enough to lead. Yeah. And we are still trusting the people that murdered half of yeah. his own, yeah. our own he knows what's best. So yeah. I think it makes sense. It may seem like a stretch, but this is like a fearful time. I think most yeah. of the Arcadians, regular citizens, non-combat yeah. trained people are thinking it's our survival or theirs. Yeah. Just I mean, like it's always been. That has always yeah. been a big question. I do think it's again a thing similar to the Bellamy thing where I just feel like it needed to be a little bit slower. Maybe show us a little bit more of these regular Arcadians and what their thought process is. I, uh, I wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like it, it felt very fast. I agree. Um, Let me put it this way. I think there should have been an episode mm. between last week and this week. Yeah. Just overall. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, a few things like the Monty Jasper thing, put it in that episode, yeah. that interim. But we just... Took yeah. some leaps, and I think yeah. it'll make sense in the overall pacing of the entire season because pacing has been one of the show's strengths. Yeah, but I think that an, some t- story movement in between mm. everything that happened this week and everything that happened last week yeah. would have done a lot to benefit several of these plot lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the more you talked about Pike, it does remind me of um, Barty Crouch and Harry Potter and the whole idea of fighting violence with violence and Pike saying, like, our policy is anger. And it's like, when you're at war, people do, when people are afraid, they want someone who is strong leading them, not someone who is trying to find peace. They want someone who's going to fight back and be brutal and Mm -hmm. is powerful and intimidating. And so I I think that makes sense. You just lost, you know, everybody in in addition to to Bellamy is is going off of grief and fear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think you make a solid point. Yeah. Um, I can see both sides of, I can see the opposite as well. Um, But I, I just, I don't think it's out of the blue is all I'm saying. But I guess, I guess the reason why I was saying, I feel like I would want to see some of the citizens a little bit more is because I don't think you can really, really make an argument one way or the other, whether it's out of the blue, because we don't know what anybody's, like the normal person is thinking, you know? So I always... I always default to they're afraid yeah. and thinking from a place of fear yeah. is not a good place. Yeah. And I think that's something that in that has a lot of real world yeah, discussion yeah. values yeah. Uh, nowadays. Certainly, as well. certainly, yeah. All right, so let's talk about Jasper and Monty. Uh, they have a really great scene here. I really enjoyed the Jasper Monty stuff this Me week. Me too. Yeah. I 
I'm okay with us not seeing them last week for mm. the purpose of this. Well, I think Jasper's going to be a slow burn. Oh, that's exactly, know? that's and what I'm saying. Like, I think that it will be a slow burn on Jasper. And I think that's something we have to be okay with mm. because this isn't something that's going to qu- quickly resolve. I think his storyline is going to intersect with City of Light pretty heavily. I agree. I think that, that that's why it's taking its time. I'm perfectly yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Same with, I I think, same with Raven. I think Raven is also mm. going to interact with the City of Light. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but as far as this episode, so Monty's all mad at Jasper for taking Finn's ashes, and, you know, Abby was saving them from Clark, and he's like, screw Clark, you're both mass murderers, you know, good stuff here. Um, <laughs> for, hmm. <laughs> Uh, was this the first time that Jasper called out Clark? No, no, no. He called her out to to Abby directly. The oh, right, right, yeah. right. Of course. But I, but he was more directly addressing his anger with Monty, which I thought was really great. As far as he's being like, how can you? How, you know, I, I can know, understand why she did it, yeah. but why would you? Yeah, th- this scene was definitely. I don't know why I went to Clark, but yeah, yeah. What Jasper says this time, it is different from what yeah. he has said before. And especially be like, how how am I the one who's wrecked? You wiped out a civilization and don't seem to care. Yeah, and I think that's really great, and that was that was a really that was some intense stuff. Yeah, um, and Monty's being like, you know, we had no other choice. And then the best part was Jasper just totally laughing and then talking that to was Finn. So so freaky. Yeah. Oh, I was like, this guy has lost his yeah. mind. Yeah. I can't blame him for losing his mind, yeah. but I think that man. I think that Jasper is the person who's the most the most direct link to season two as far as those episodes really had an ongoing impact, mm-hmm. and the themes of season two are very strong in him that he feels like no one is innocent and that we're all. And it, that 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 learning the lesson of season two broke him basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a reasonable thing. Like yeah. it's a very human thing. So many people wouldn't be able to move on after that. Yeah, yeah. That's I I really like the when Monty said like just because I'm not drinking myself into a stupor, yeah. doesn't mean that I'm not like affected by this. Yeah, yeah. because that I like the fact that he's. I mean. We've seen Monty try to stop Jasper from drinking and, like, mm. very been angry at Jasper for drinking. But yeah. this is a very, like, big slap to the face, I think, to Jasper of, like, just because I'm not showing how I'm feeling the mm. same way you are doesn't mean that I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. And I think that's a good lesson to Jasper as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Monty's like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm, I'm just going to leave you. You can wallow in your misery if you want to. And Jasper ends up, like... Tripping and spilling the ashes. Oh, really intense. Just, just yeah. the way he breaks down. I really thought he was going to run into um, either Jaha or Murphy at the end of the scene. I was a little surprised. But I mean, I think the way they went with it was cool, too. But um, I thought it was... <laughs> this sounds terrible, but I thought it was better to leave him on that desolate yeah. note <laughs> alone yeah. with his friend's ashes on his hands <laughs> crying into the... Like, this is terrible. Yeah. I feel horrible saying it's this. It's some dark-ass shit. It's a dark show. <laughs> My God. But if if we had seen, like, Jaha at the end of that with his road to redemption, mm. I would have... That would have introduced new thoughts in a new way yeah. of... Like, it wouldn't have left me with the same emotional punch as feeling what jasper feels yeah just being so lost that makes sense yeah totally yeah uh so then we have the klexa sexual tension scene um and uh changing the bandage classic trope 
of sexual tension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some nice lacy 90s. And, uh... yeah. I, I was surprised we didn't get a kiss here, but I think it was probably I'm the right, glad, it was the right I'm choice. I'm glad that they yeah. are push, putting these off. Yeah. I, I think it's just the build-up to that is going to be way more gratifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially because uh, it, it's a lot... Clark doesn't still doesn't fully trust Lexa. Yeah, and Lexa still needs to work. Yeah, there still needs to be. Work They're taking done by their Alexa. time more intelligently than I would have expected. But that's the yeah. thing; it is intelligent. It's yeah. great, and I it makes. I yeah. think it'll make the payoff worth so. Well, much because more. I think that at this point, I don't think that they earned. By, I don't think by the end of this episode they would have earned like a sex scene. Right. But I think that if they had kissed in this scene, most people would have probably gone with it and been like, "It's they gave enough time." I, but the fact they're giving even more restraint, yeah. I, I, I uh, see. Applaud. I would have gone gone with it. Yeah. But the fact is that Clark pulls away. She's still yeah. the one pulling away, yeah. and I still think that's appropriate. And yeah. I like this resistance and this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, something. It's <laughs> it's. Restraint, yeah, yeah restraint, the restraint yeah. that they're showing yeah. by letting us build the tension between them, and it just feels much more real. Yeah, yeah. frankly, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so they talk just a little bit more about Naya's night blood, how she won't be back for a while, um, and you know she's not until after <laughs> Lex's death, and then Clark has the great line about, "Do you ever talk about anything other than your death?" <laughs> Uh, which is great. I love that. We need a little bit more of those little humor moments throughout. I like it when Clark yeah. is funny, because, man, she and her furrowed brow are, like, 90% of her scenes. Oh, man, so that was good. Um, and, you know, Lex is just like, thank you for backing me today, and, you know, I was doing it for my people. That's uh, See, that's what I'm yeah. always saying. Like, Clark just always defers any, or almost any, yeah. approach from Lexa. Yeah, yeah. Of compliment and of care. Yeah. I, I did actually think that the whole discussion about the ambassadors was interesting, but like, well, what are you going to do? They all betrayed you. And she's like, well, they were just doing what they thought they should do, which I thought, you know, it shows a lot about who Lexa is. It shows the wisdom that she has yeah. in leadership. The wisdom, compassion, and strength that she as uh, a commander possesses. Good job, man. <laughs> uh, I do also just want to throw in, I really like the music in this scene. Mm-hmm. It really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have good. They have good Klexa music. They use. I hope that they, when they do have their sex scene, if they do, I think mm. they will. Um, I would. There is no way they're going to kill her off before they have a sex scene. Yeah, it, yeah. it would just basically be as weird. soon as the sex scene happens, that's when you know. I mean, that's usually it. how <laughs> people are punished for sex. Um, but uh, I kind of want them to have sex to the, the grounder anthem. No, yeah. <laughs> Not with the lady standing there singing, <laughs> but just, like, the score of that. <laughs> the lady standing there. Oh, man. All right. No, that's what they get married to. Okay. Uh, so Pike is officially elected chancellor. Uh, he pardons himself and his men. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, my first act. Um, I thought it was interesting. So he says I, he rejects the brand that made them the 13th clan. I was wondering if, they were, if he was going to, like... Do, yeah. do something to Kane either. I thought so. I was yeah. like, are they going to, like, peel off his skin? Well, I wasn't just thinking that as much as just, like, either cutting off his arm or or throwing him to the grounders or just, like, locking him up or something. No, you know? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. he was one of the leaders yeah. before, and it's a new 
Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad. Repealing. Yeah, I'm no, glad they didn't. I mean, I'm glad they didn't, like, murder Kane. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, are they? A... But I actually thought, like, they're yeah. going to cut his skin, yeah. like, that part of his yeah. hand off or something. Jeez. Yeah. I'm glad. What a, what a show. But, but the thing is that, I know, what are, why is, does this seem normal? <laughs> but Pike really isn't brutal against yeah. his own. Although yeah. I think he's going to have to make a choice about that sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. Um, I really liked the the beat they ended on here with Kane talking to Bellamy and saying, you know, it's not too late to choose the right side, and Bell says, I already have. Did you mention that the third act that was to, yeah, finish finish what we started? Get they shit are done. Murder shit done. Mur- what? Okay. Get shit murder. So Excuse me. <laughs> Bellamy's gone rogue. Well, not really. No, it's official. Yeah, I was but about he's to gone say, rogue no, he's... from our hearts. Even Dan, the weirdest. <laughs> look right now jeez anyway i think ken has good stuff here i agree um, i mean i love the soft side of kane remember when he was a hard ass yeah <laughs> those days yeah times have changed haven't they <laughs> oh so amazingly the only person in the dead zone this week is naya i'm pretty sure we didn't yeah. get anybody else dying right no well naya your fight is over but our fight will keep going because we have uh, some listener feedback here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So <laughs> if you want to be involved in listener feedback and get your thoughts heard, uh, you can do that in a, a myriad of ways, a plethora of fashions. Uh, you can email us at the100pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the100podcast on Twitter. So you can send us feedback there or you can just like, I post my thoughts, I live tweet the episodes. That's the quickest way to get the episodes as soon as I release them is on Twitter. Um, You can also check out our Tumblr, the100-podcast.tumblr.com. All these hundreds I'm saying is one zero zero. Do you want to talk about the iTunes stuff? Yeah, so we... Uh, have some iTunes review iTunes reviews from uh, Jen from Linny. That so this that's actually her name. The other it's confusing because oh, oh. the other ones are actually from places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jen from Linny was her name. Jen, on iTunes. thanks, Jen. <laughs> um, from the Grin, who's from Australia, and Adriana de Freitas Martins from Brazil. So thank you so much, and we would really appreciate it if you. Uh, wonderful listeners are like these wonderful reviewers mm. and would give us an iTunes five-star rating and mm. a review, just a couple words about what you like about the show. Yep. Um, it really helps us get new listeners and build our audience. So we'd really appreciate that from all of y'all. Yeah, and thank you to those who have. Uh, do you want to read this email? And this is actually a response to last week's episode. For This is a ye who enter here response. Yeah, this is a good place to start. So this is from Michelle at Micnick1291 on Twitter. Um, So Michelle says, I love this week's podcast, but there's one thing I feel like was glossed over. Clark's behavior throughout this episode. We get Lexa telling Clark that bowing before her is what's best for her people. Then we get Roan telling Clark killing Lexa is what's best for her people. Both parties have essentially shown their hands. Once again, leaving Clark to decide the fate of fucking everything. <laughs> the knife scene. Or do you want to say anything, Dan? I'm just going to throw out before we keep going is that I um, totally agree with a lot of the stuff they said here. And they were right. We, we didn't go into this as much as I would have liked to. So I'm, I'm glad that they brought this up. So yes. continue on. All right. So first things first, the knife scene. 
toying with that dagger, Clark's internally debating whether or not she really wants to kill Lexa. When Lexa walks in, we get a shot of Clark that is essentially the same shot as in Blood Must Have Blood Part 2, the shot right before Clark executes Dante. What was great about that scene was how we saw a bunch of different emotions play across Clark's face, ending with a resigned determination as she turned her gun on Dante. In this episode, we see a whole lot of emotions fly across her face, but she never fully settles on one. It's when Lexa calls her name that Clark just reacts. Then, of course, we get the stare-down to end all (laughs) stare-downs and devastation on both of their faces. Lexa's because of what she's caused Clark to become. I think both your thoughts on that were spot-on. Thank you. Uh, And Clark's because she realizes she can't kill Lexa. Based off some of Jason's, the showrunner, Jason Rothenberg, uh, based on some of Jason's tweets and Eliza's interviews, it seems like it's at least partially because she still has feelings for Lexa. But I think it also has to do with everything Roan brought up. Before she turns around as Lexa's walking out, we get that look of resigned determination. She's picked what route is best for her people, and this is the moment we get Clark back. She's once again putting herself aside to protect her people. She's being Juan Heda. Ooh. Very, yeah. very well written, that's yes. all I'm going to say. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. It's so eloquent. All right. There's a bit more. Uh, Clark's been sucked right back into the game she's been desperately running from for three months. She's accepted it and is going to do what's best. I, I said... Uh, we get Clark back, but the Arkers don't, and I wonder if they ever will. When Clark marches into... Kane and Abby's Cabby's, room. Cabby's? Oh, Kane yeah. and Abby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Uh, when Clark marches into Cabby's room like the fucking Terminator, she's one Heda. Abby responds like a mother would, but Clark brushes her off. Remember when Abby flipped out at Clark and told her she'd never be able to wash the blood off of her hands? If you can't handle seeing the faces of the people you saved because it's a reminder of what you had to do to save them, I don't think a person who added extra baggage to your shoulders is a person you could face, let alone get comfort from. What I don't think any of the Arkers are going to understand is that while Clark's been forcefully removed from her self-imposed exile and thrown back into the game, she's not ready to be with her people, and she may never be. This is our unity day. You can be the 13th station or the 13th clan. It's also super evident in the ceremony room when the Arkers are ready to GTFO. (laughs) We get a brief shot of the room. The Arkers are in the middle getting their stuff together while the Grounders plus Clark are circled around them watching. Clark doesn't move a muscle. She has absolutely no intention of returning to her people. Lexa gives her an out with the whole representative thing. But there was no way Clark was going back. So I think that is the main point that I think is really great that we we didn't go into as much as I think we should have as Mm -hmm. far as... Yeah, I think that, and I think it was kind of an ingenious idea to really keep Clark in play in a major role while also really extending her self-imposed exile and not returning her to people that, yeah, she's maybe getting better, better enough to matter in the television show, but, Mm -hmm. but not, but she's sticking by, I can't see my people, I can't return to them. I'm going to help them, but from afar because I can't face them. Yeah. Um, and I'm really actually very fascinated and inter- interested to see how Clark reacts when her people are led by Pike. Yeah. I, I really don't, like, that's the biggest question mark for she me. She has no idea yeah. right now like, at the end what, of this episode. What is that going to be? Oof. You know, that's going to be interesting. Um, so we'll see. I just want to say one thing, kind of going back to Clark and Abby's yeah. relationship. Uh, y- yes, 
Abby did say, like, you'll never wash the blood off your hands. This was after the missile yeah. strike on Tondisi. Yeah. But the thing is that after after Clark executes everyone in Mount Weather, yeah. she goes to Abby and she's like, I look what I did. Yeah. Everything. I'm the bad, you know. Yeah, maybe there are no bad maybe guys. Maybe there are no bad yeah. guys. That That whole, that's what Abby says. Yeah. Maybe there are no bad guys. So I would say that by Abby saying that, she's removing... I don't think he can, though, because... Well, I'm not saying that she can't, but, yeah. like, I think that's Abby saying, like, your blood... Yeah. Their blood may be on your hands, but there, this isn't a bloodless yeah. world. Like, there's no way to not and I think that, yes, yes, Abby is saying that, but I don't think that that... that, that Clark is able to get past the earlier comments as far as, you know, I still, he said, you know, what leads to that is I tried to be the good guy. And so I think that he is still stuck on the past things that her mom said. Even if her mom is sort of trying to let her off the hook, I don't think she can let herself off the hook. That's fair. You know, that's fair. I just wanted to kind of put that of Abby saying, like Abby's point of view being different about what she's put forth to Clark. Yeah. But, uh, Michelle, thank you so much yeah, for this email. email. Um, if you have any other thoughts that you feel we missed something or you want, you have some theories, please send them in because this was really great. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Why don't you read the first yes, tweet? Yes, we have some tweets. I'll read the first two. Because uh, the first one is just a big reaction from at Mini Lopez 21 uh, Lopez with a Z, I believe. And they just say, oh no, is all I have to say. My jaw is dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then at US underscore TV underscore addict says, Queen Naya died too soon. I was really looking forward to seeing another strong female leader from a different culture. Is the hundred getting too predictable? Why get attached to a character who is likely going to die in three episodes? Uh, so he's talking last week, we lost Gina really quickly. This week we lost Naya really quickly. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, because my very first reaction was just relief, honestly. Because I was, Lexa was going to stay alive? I didn't want for... Lex. It wasn't even just Lexa, it was also Roan, you know. Oh, that's... Of, of the possibilities, right. Naya was the one I want dead. Me too. Uh, and it also is, was surprising, and makes it so we have to go in a very different direction than what I thought it was, which is both an interesting, positive thing, but also, like, while well, you set up this whole thing, and now it's not really going anywhere... So there's pluses Where is and minuses. It go? Yeah. There's kind of pluses and minuses yeah. here because there was a lot of potential that you cut off its head, but it's also like, well, then now we don't this know where it's new going. Po- yeah. This this completely like we have no idea where it's going to go yeah. from here with this storyline. Yeah. Like we are at a that's why it's an interesting place and an interesting grouping of yeah. episodes to send to critics as yeah, well. Yeah. Because this they can write and say like listen, this show goes so far, you yeah. think they're setting up one thing and then boom, they Slip that away from you, yeah. and you have no idea what it's going to be. Again, I think that there are minuses there too, there but minus- I think there are no, positives. No, I don't want to yeah. say that there. This is a universally good thing. Yeah. I still feel somewhat. I don't use. I don't know if I fully mean this, but I still feel somewhat cheated mm. out of the Naya storyline. I don't. I think that there is some. There are valid points about we were promised to get to know her more, yeah. and she's. There's, I mean, I I we're going to see it in flashbacks, I'm sure. Honestly, but. Naya wasn't really doing it for me. And I'm not really? saying, like, he, he might have. He didn't really get a full chance to. Well, but I'll, I'll admit that. But what we saw of her wasn't really working for me. Um, okay. I, I don't know if it was the performance um, or what. It, it was just something... 
something about it just wasn't super. She seemed a little bit, and I obviously yes, they could, they could have gone a different direction and, and given her more nuance, but she was a little bit too much the cliche and the villain and all that stuff to me, and uh, a little bit like I don't know. It just it it, it didn't work. it didn't super work for me. So I don't feel like we lost some great potential personally, especially because I feel like we'll still get a bunch about Asgeta and. We are going to get a lot more about Roan, right. and I think Roan's a much more interesting character. And I agree. You know. I agree that he's much more interesting, but this is... Once... I mean, we knew nothing about Queen Naya. We didn't even see her until the end of the last episode. Yeah. And then, arguably, we get a lot of FaceTime with her this episode, but not a whole lot of complexity, not a whole lot yeah. of development of her we just get exactly what you're saying like the stereotypical villain power hungry person yeah that's why i think i really would have liked and this is me saying this now before knowing anything else about what happened so by the end of the season or even like two episodes from now i could be completely changing my tune like no this was perfect pacing this was appropriate but me saying this now at this time i would have liked an interim episode between last what we saw last and this big conflict and her death. And I think part of the issue, because I do think that they're rushing, and I think they honestly probably know they're rushing, Mm -hmm. they have 16 episodes, and for all they know, that might be it. That's true. They might not get another season, and so I think they have so much that they want to say about this world, Mm -hmm. and that they are rushing because they have so much they want to say, and that I can't totally blame them for that, but it doesn't mean that it isn't the problem. Right. Um... And I agree with you. I think an interim episode would have been good. Uh, I think you could have even done... You could have done an episode that was mostly City of Light between these and just had a little bit of peppering, maybe even flashbacks of Naya. You know, like, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. It all yeah. depends. I mean, I might be satisfied with yeah. it based on after, but this is me saying this yeah. from my point of view now. Yeah. So this... Yeah. Take whatever I say in the future. Yeah. Separate from yeah. what I'm feeling now, I guess. Uh, I do want to talk about the the broader question he asks, though, as far as, like, is it becoming too predictable and it's killing people off too quickly and blah, blah, blah. I what? think it's just a representation of the brutality of the show. Yeah. I think you can make the same argument about Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, or Walking Dead. Or wa- yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or all of these. Yeah, it's a, it's a potential legitimate criticism of television right, right now. Right. Uh, and the death is the biggest thing you can do is sort of culture that we're sort of dealing with that Mm -hmm. it's like people are like oh nothing big happened if a major character didn't die you know if you get through a finale and nobody major dies people are like well that was a stupid finale you know yeah i Um, I mean there's kind of bringing up another really great show breaking bad yeah uh better call saul is a prequel following one of breaking bad's characters so we know in better call saul that He's not going to, like, yeah. he's not going to be severely maimed or yeah. killed because he's going to be in Breaking Bad, which yeah. is set ahead of this. So, yeah. like, I was listening to some podcasts about Better Call Saul, and people were like, well, they put him in danger a few times, but they can't really because... Yeah. And that's... But then you're... That's... Re- when you're when the writers are in a corner, yeah, they have to find creative ways of writing themselves yeah. out of that corner, and that is where I, creativity comes from. I think some I, of the time, I think you have a point there. I I personally have issues with prequels and almost never like them because I think it's a pretty tough corner to. I, I see your 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 feelings there, but I think it's a pretty tough corner to get out of that most people fail at yeah. because 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 they still do. I don't, they still do just put them in danger, and 
there's no tension there. If you know, and well, so like if they find other ways, then sure. But or if there's big character movements and stuff like right. that. Right. So that's but what like, I think that the hundred is still yeah, good at. They yeah. still have so much tension, even if we like know yeah. that Clark is gonna live, you know, yeah. or something like that. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's at all. Pre- I, I don't think in any way that it was predictable that Naya would die. I, I was very surprised that Naya would die. Yeah. So I mean, you know. And they're still, it's not like they're not building up other new characters. I was hoping I, it would happen. I don't, Do you know how many times yeah. I was like, maybe Ron's going to throw the spear through yeah. his mother, but he said he can't kill her. I was like, maybe, like, the spear. Well, no. actually, the big yeah. thing we skipped over is we, we both thought Clark would do something. Oh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. We did. I really thought he would just kill Ron, and that would cause, like, mayhem and be like and then people like well we should follow one hater because she's the best of them or something like that yeah Um, or i actually thought at one point that clark would step in mm, right as like with lexa standing over roan yeah i didn't think that lexa would be the one to kill naya i thought that clark would run in grab the spear and her be the one i think it was the right choice to have it be lexa no me too because she has to show her strength and it's, I don't know, I think it was such a powerful scene, yeah. and I'm perfectly happy. I'm okay with Clark not yeah. doing anything, it's, it's just not, being there for Not the Lexa. norm, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. enough to see Lexa get her strength yeah. back. Like, that's the thing. She's made some... Yeah. I will say... some bad things, but she's still a badass. Yeah. I will say, as far as um their bigger question about is it predictable... If we see, like, Pike or Roan die in the next couple episodes, then maybe we're right and there's a problem right. here. Uh, or if, like, Hannah dies next week, then yeah, okay. But yeah. I think two two are, un- are unfortunately very back-to-back here, and so I get where you're coming from. But I honestly don't think this is a show that kills more than it should, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it honestly... Like, the only really big deaths in my mind are, like, Maya, Finn, and Wells. Yeah. That's... Like, these are deaths, sure, but they're not, like, major character deaths. Even yeah. Maya, I don't think it was that big a It's a big deal for Jasper, but, like... I think I think it's important for us to remember. Like, Jasper is there to remind us. It's yeah. very easy for viewers to move on from that, and that's yeah. what Jasper is doing. Anyway, I'll read the next tweet. Okay. So, from at Maslanian underscore, I really don't get Bellamy in this episode. I get that he's grieving and everything, but he knows the grounders better than Pike. By now, he should know better than to generalize them like that. Pike, I can understand, since it's been nothing but grounder attacks since he got there. But I just don't understand how Bellany thought it was a good idea to massacre grounders that he knew were there to protect him. He knows the difference between Ice Nation and Tree Crew. I just don't understand. So we addressed this a little bit in our thoughts, but... Can I... I just have a... I have another theory. Yeah, okay. And I don't know... It kind of came to me in the interim, and I don't know if I think it'll happen or if it's likely, but it could be that Bellamy is going to potentially, like, double-cross Pike. Pike. You mean soon or on the long term? Like, in this fight, like, he might be like, I'll go ahead, I'll stake him out... Let me go in, they trust me, blah, blah, mm. blah, or something like that. And then warn Indra. Indra or do something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It seems, especially with his yeah. conversation with Kane, like I am on the right side. Yeah. But, again, this moves so quickly, and it is very... Well, we've argued both sides yeah. of this, as we did before, and I don't really want to bring up those points again, because yeah. we already spent a lot of time yeah. on it. I just think that Bellamy still has the potential to... I, not fully be on that side. I 
Okay, so that I agree with. I 100% don't think he is conning them or has a plan to, okay. to, to warn anyone. I completely think that won't happen. What I think will happen is when he actually is faced with pulling the trigger, he'll realize he made a mistake and it'll unfortunately already be too late. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if anyone's seen the trailer, I mean, I feel like this is a spoiler, sure, but, like, the trailer was released weeks and weeks ago for the season overall... You know, that there is a big conflict between Bellamy and Octavia. And, mm. you know... Oh, I yeah, think, that's true. And that's why I thought the episode might end with Indra dying. Because if Indra died and it was some, even remotely somewhat Bellamy's fault, I feel like that would that would be the thing, right? I mean, we've had... I think we've discussed a bit how we think that Pike might kill Indra. Yeah. And then Octavia is gonna fight back. So, yeah. so yeah, if Bellamy is on Pike's side, then that is... And I kind of inherently going to cause conflict between. I also, I'm leaning towards agreeing with yeah. you about that. I also kind of think you need Bellamy to be on Pike's side because mm-hmm. that's the whole point: is that you want one of the people we care about to be on that right. side, so it's not just the evil Pike game. That's true. You know, yeah, like, I'm 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 seriously contradicting everything that I've said before, <laughs> but that's what I said. It's just yeah. like a thought that popped into my mind. Yeah. I don't think it's likely either. Especially after building up everything this episode between Pike and Bellamy yeah. and their relationship of taking the blame on themselves and feeling guilty, but they have to do something about it yeah. and protect their own now. Yeah. I, I think that is really where it's going to go, but but this is just a potential thought. Yeah. All right. So the next tweet is from at Head Pine. They say, uh, when Hedda comes knocking at your door, serving some serious leg and back... Clark has some serious restraint. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. Where can um, I find that nighty? <laughs> some hot stuff. Mm. Also, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Also, oh. that uh, Lexa Roan fight was amazing, and I'm still too infuriated by the Pike Bellamy stuff to even talk about it. Fair enough. <laughs> and Lexa's back tattoo style seems quite different from usual grander tattoos. Any interpretations or thoughts on its meaning? Now, I, I took two of the masses and asked their opinions, mm-hmm. um, and the one that, you know, I saw that was at least up by the time that I started making this outline was from at Walls, and they say, uh, looks like two circles connected, so maybe something to do with uniting the clans, uh, or the sky people. So, I saw the circles as well, but mm. I thought that had more to do with, like, the emblem that she has on mm. her forehead that she wears. Yeah. Of, I don't know what it means exactly. I like the idea of it having to do with her uniting the clans. I think that's I think cool that idea. makes more sense than yeah. with the Sky People, because that would be a fresh tattoo. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think it has something to do with, like, they are a union, they sit in a circle, mm. the seats are in a circle in their council chamber. Yeah. She represents them all, they complete each other yeah. as a people. I don't know. I think it's just supposed to be, like, they're different because she's not just a warrior, she's yeah. a leader. I agree. So they're more elegant. It might even be a Nightblood thing. That's another yeah. thing. It could be a Nightblood thing or Commander yeah. thing. Who knows? Well, let us know if you have any other thoughts on that. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear. You want to? All right. So from at Clark Griffin, but spelled G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, <laughs> not like this Griffin, <laughs> um, regarding Bellamy's decisions this episode... Could have been more believable and heartbreaking if we'd had an episode or two focusing on his pain slash Pike slash the election. See, I'm glad that they didn't stretch out the election even longer because they brought that up at the top of last week's episode. And, like, it needed to happen the following episode because Abby clearly didn't want to be chancellor anymore. And we made 
you know, you made the prediction about Pike being the chancellor a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It was about time they followed through on that. But yeah, yeah I've already said that I think it needed an episode yeah. in between. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this. So I will end out here uh, just giving a thanks to at more morally and at EDC cat 28. Um, for being very civil in their disagreement with me uh, with the topic which I shall presently discuss. Um, uh, and just, you know, having a difference of opinion, but we had a logical discussion, and it was great. Very calm. Yes. Unlike a few other people civil. I had to block on Twitter. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's my thought process. And I, Twitter is a difical place to describe a complicated, long thought and this I mean, one you this have is, 140 characters yeah. that's not a lot so i i saw some people i think it was more 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 morally um was the one who originally did it but it's talking about how like i've been seeing a lot of people being like bring bad boy blake back was like a thing people were talking about it was a hashtag or whatever but something they wanted to trend um and they're like we wanted bad boy blake we didn't want bad blake he was never bad blake um and i was like I kind of disagree with that, because I think that the way he was in the season one, he kind of, he wasn't evil, but mm-hmm. he was more than bad boy. He was morally ambiguous. He's potentially, arguably villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, He's antagonistic yeah. to a lot of people. And, and, and I said, the thing that made everybody upset was I said, it's, in my opinion, it's his fault the culling happened. And so, and everybody was um, immediately was like, well, he didn't know that the calling was going to happen when he did that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. I'm not saying he directly did this on purpose, and I know he regretted it. But his sort of either ignorance or not thinking through his actions are what made that happen. Because he knew from episode one, from the pilot, that there wasn't enough air in the arc to sustain life up mm-hmm. there. And yet he still did everything he could for multiple episodes there to make sure that the Ark never came down, and out of yeah. selfish reasons of not wanting to face the, you know, his maker. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, what did he think was going to happen? Like, he didn't know they were going to resort to reculling, but what did he think was going to happen if they he was trying to stop them from coming down, and if they stayed up there, they'd die? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, he didn't plot to destroy them all, but... You know, not, vil- villainy is complicated. Right. Because, like, if you don't... Dylan doesn't always, in my opinion, have to do with intention, because if your lack of thought and your selfishness can lead to awful things happening, then you're still kind of culpable. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that that is, I'm not saying that was a bad thing about his character, I think that it was a great thing for his character, and that he was a complex character that I always loved, and we've talked about a little bit of this back when we were doing the rewalk stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think that's an important thing to remember here, because they did, like, pretty intensely move away from that level of ambiguity with him mm-hmm. um in season two especially who is kind of just the hero mm-hmm. um and i always felt like that was kind of a a missed opportunity i went with it and whatever and i was like you know is it a problem that we like him this much i don't know i do like him this much though and i do think he's a complex character all i'm saying is him going to this level maybe this is worse than before, because he is now sort of making a conscious decision to kill people. Mm-hmm. I'll say it's worse. Yeah, it's worse. People have okay. a good point there. Right. But I still think it's in line with the kind of person that he was in season one, as far as doing what he thinks is right, but not necessarily thinking it through or taking the time to 
calmly make a decision and instead let his emotions and his passions fuel him in a negative direction. Yeah. And I do think, just like with the culling, he'll end up regretting this intensely, and that will lead to more drama. Yeah. I would say that he's not learning so much from his lessons. Yeah. And that may seem frustrating. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... And, and it may seem like a, a gap or yeah. like a you know an issue of like he should be learning but he's yeah. not but that doesn't mean that there wasn't something to be learned yeah so, and yeah. i i also don't want to make it seem like i'm overly demonizing him over anyone else i think you can also make the argument that clark is a villain or is has villainous tendencies you know maybe there are no good guys is a major part of this whole show mm-hmm. he did at the end of the day commit genocide and i think that's an interesting thing we can debate about is she a hero? Is she not a hero? And what do we think about her? But she's not a bad girl either. She's right. a complicated, morally ambiguous character. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and again, Lexa betrays people. Everybody's messed up. Yeah. Uh, no one is free from guilt in <laughs> yeah. this universe. So, that's just my major feelings there. Uh, again, sorry if we didn't get to every tweet, uh, but I think that's pretty much it. Is our fight over for the week? I think it is. All right. Um, you know, again, please follow us on Twitter, The 100 Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. May we meet again? May we meet again.